I don't know how to explain it. It was relentless. It wouldn't stop. Um, the volume was crazy. Could hear shingles, stuff. I thought the roof at one point was going to come off the whole thing. It was bad, really bad. Welcome to On the Ground with Samaritan's Purse, where we take you to the front lines and behind the scenes of our work around the world. I'm your host, Christy Graham, and you just heard from Diane, one of the homeowners our team has been able to help in the wake of Hurricane Ian. I know you've seen the news. It's awful. Entire communities were ripped apart, and many people saw their homes badly damaged. After the storm passed, homeowners like Diane were emotionally traumatized, and they didn't know how to pick up the pieces. And that is where Samaritan's Purse comes in. Our U.S. disaster relief teams went into the affected areas immediately after the storm, and today we're going to take you on the ground for those first few days of our response. I was able to connect with our director of North America Ministries, Jason Kimmack. He was one of the first to get into the affected areas and was in Fort Myers, Florida, when we talked. First of all, you know, we all know the destruction that hit. We watch it, you know, on the news and see the images. But for someone who's actually there walking the ground, can you tell us what it looks like? What do the communities yeah, look would, like to you? Yeah, the, the, the community is in really bad shape. Um, if you're to drive down the road, uh, just even a couple blocks, there's trees down everywhere. Uh, there's been uh, a lot of flooding. There's several homes that have been flooded um, several feet high. Um, there's a lot of roofs that are that are uh, have been ripped off, or there's uh, several holes and roofs, shingles off everywhere, uh, debris everywhere. There's power line poles that are down. Um, a lot of places still don't have electricity or running water, and uh, so it's it's pretty tough. Everybody. Um, I think for these families, it's they're in desperation mode uh, as it's now been a few days uh, out from when it hit. Samaritan's first responded immediately. Can you maybe give a breakdown of what the week's been like? Yeah, the week. So we've been tracking the storm as it became uh, kind of, a, you know, as it started really forming. And so we started getting really prepared uh, early uh, of last week. And, uh, and started our drive down uh, even on Wednesday. And we were able to get into to Florida and to these sites on Thursday. So we had assessors on the ground um, in the Inglewood area and then in the Fort Myers area. And that's where uh, we have our two disaster relief sites. Wednesday was the day that the storm was hitting Florida. And that's when our team was on their way. As most people were driving away from the storm, our team was heading directly towards it. And on Thursday, our disaster relief units hit the road from the, our warehouse in North Carolina with trucks and tools and equipment needed to stand up the response. They didn't even know where their destination was, but they knew that they wanted to be close to those that were affected. Our correspondent, Melissa, was with our convoy headed to Florida. She had the chance to talk with one of the truck drivers, Jeff, right after my husband, Edward, prayed for the team and they rolled out. Lord, be with our drivers and those of the staff that are going right now, watch over, protect them, keep them safe. And in Jesus' name I pray, amen. amen. Thank y'all. Um, and so with that prayer, um, they are. there are a lot of hugs. Um, the staff loves each other. Uh, they're, these guys are ready to hit the road, and they are definitely going with a lot of love and prayer. Um, you getting ready to hit the road? Yeah, absolutely. How do you feel about getting to it? 
Oh, I, I, I would have left four hours ago. <laughs> so we're ready to go. We're ready to go. We're excited. We're excited to get down there and help and uh, see what we can do to help people uh, bring them Jesus. But just uh, get down there and do the work. But that's only our, uh, our way to just to get to talk to them. I love that spirit and the joy that our staff has knowing that they're going to serve even though it means being far away from their own families. For them, it's truly a calling. And that first day, our convoy got as far as Georgia where they were stopped for the night. They were about to head to Florida the next day. Melissa talked with one of the volunteer drivers, Donnie, early Friday morning. It's not the easiest job in the world to go into disaster sites um, and yet you volunteer to do it, so why? The only reason that I have that I do this is because this is what the Lord wants me to do. That's it. You know, I just feel that this is my calling. This is what the Lord wants me to do. As one of our drivers, um, today you are driving, uh, pulling our shower trailer uh, into Fort Myers. That's where we're about to take off and go to. So as one of our drivers, you go, you're one of the first in in when a disaster hits and so you see it when it is so raw and so fresh and seeing people coming back into their homes um, and you volunteer to do that what what does that do to your heart when you pu first pull into one of these disaster sites today my drive my job is being a driver yesterday and today but i can do just about any job once we get at the site typically what i do is i go in with a truck help set up the site, and then I stay on site as either a assessor, a heavy equipment operator, team lead, volunteer coordinator, some of those things. So not only do I get to go in and see the destruction and help set up the thing, I have the opportunity to actually go out and meet the people one-on-one -on -one in their houses, in their time of need, and... Um, uh, it's the toughest job you will ever love. Donnie is just one of the amazing volunteers that serve with us. Jason shared more with me about our volunteer response so far. We have volunteers coming from all over the country. It's amazing how people respond. Uh, they want to come and be the hands and feet of Jesus. So we have these we have people that come from all over the country, and we also have local volunteers. Uh, so far, uh, through, we started uh, with volunteers on Saturday, and then today, uh, here at the site where I'm at in Fort Myers, we had uh, 100 go out this morning. So we'll have more numbers as uh, as we keep going, but that's we have people coming out. They're coming locally. They're coming from across the state, and they're coming from across the country. And they're here because they're passionate about serving in Jesus' name, and uh, it's exciting to have them here and uh, they're ready to work. They're excited to work. Mm -hmm. These volunteers, they have a calling. It's mm -hmm. a calling to serve for Jesus. And they're passionate about the gospel, and they're passionate about their neighbor. And so that's what's so amazing to have them here. And uh, that's how we're going to help these communities is with these volunteers. And we could always have more. It truly takes an army of people willing to sacrifice their time and energy to bring healing after the storms. Every person in the, this part of recovery is essential. From the donors who provide the financial support for us to be able to buy these vehicles and tools to respond, uh, to you listening and praying, every role is essential. 
We've heard an updated report from our teams in Florida, and they're asking for more volunteers. I know we say it all the time, but the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. We need help. And you don't have to have experience in construction to be able to help. My husband, Edward, uh, was at many of the sites yesterday, and so I've heard many stories of our amazing volunteers. It's their heart and their willingness to show up that matters. Sometimes serving just means being present with the homeowners as they sort through damaged goods. Uh, Sometimes it's being a shoulder to cry on and a source of comfort. We've already had more than 400 volunteers serving in Florida since last week. Each one has been needed. This is a serious storm, and the response will be long-term. There have already been 100 deaths with reports of more emerging every day. And there's so much damage left in the path of this hurricane. Our teams are busy tarping, doing mud outs of homes, and clearing out debris. I encourage you to consider asking God how you can help if you can meet these needs serving with our teams in Florida. If you're able to give of your time, please visit our website to sign up to volunteer. Our staff will give you all the training you need and connect you with teams working on the ground where the needs are the greatest. I want you to hear from some of the hearts of the volunteers that are serving in their own words. We love to serve. We love the Lord. And we love to do it with uh, with Samaritan's Purse, uh, knowing that they put always uh, Jesus at the forefront uh, and that everything is done in his name. So anywhere that Samaritan's Purse is, we try to follow uh, because, again, we know that everything that they do is to glorify the Lord. And we love to be part of that. Yeah. It's, It's a human connection. I mean, and I think that we're in an age where you don't get a whole lot of that anymore. Um, I think that's one of the foundations of being a Christian is going out and speaking with one another, being in the community with one another, fellowship. And I think we've kind of fallen away from that a bit. And situations like this, you hate to see them come, but I think that helps draw us, draws us back in where we should be, doing what we should do. Oh, it's, it's a good thing. I love being here. It's, uh, it's different than what I was anticipating because there is that listening component. We're not just grunts doing the work. We're here with a mission. And it's beyond just helping restore a home. We're helping restore their faith if it was lost or ever faltering back in God. We see neighbors helping neighbors and that's that's great, you know, for them to pitch in and just do minor stuff. But the trees... We come in to help people, and they says, you know, I didn't know what to do. And this one lady says, I had my generator on, and I was just getting ready to cut it off. So she had her TV on, and she goes, and then Franklin comes on television. She goes, so I, I called, signed up, and here you guys are. She's crying. And she says, I didn't know what I was going to do. So, you know, it's great. It's great. God is good. Well, you know, a smile, a friendly wave will go a long way. The first person they see when they get out is usually me or somebody that's working with me. Hello, how are you? We are so glad you're here. And that lifts the mood. And God bless you in a way out. I've had a chance to pray with a few people. Just so grateful for this organization today. It's so much fun to be here and so much fun to see people coming up with hope, 
with um, stories. Hey, this is what I've been through, but God's got this. And people that are downcast, we can say, look, you are not alone. We are here with you. We're here for the long haul. We are not leaving. We're here for you. Jesus loves you as much as I love you. Jesus loves you more. It's just an incredible bunch of people. And uh, we're all here for the same reason. We work for the same boss, you know, the Lord Jesus Christ. I just love hearing from these volunteers that they're, they're not only here to work hard physically, but they have a heart for ministry. Chandler, one of our staff leaders on the ground, described the importance of not only being prepared to help physically, but also spiritually. We want every volunteer to feel prepared, and so every day we have an orientation for them to go through before they start their work. Here's a glimpse into how she prepares them for the day. Cleanup hazards. There are plenty of hazards out there. A lot of these homes um, exploded from the pressure and the force of the winds, which means there's going to be lumber and nails and glass all over the ground. So make sure you're wearing some good sturdy work boots. Uh, if you step on a nail or step on anything that punctures your foot, please don't power through. We have some volunteers that will just keep working through that if they have a nail in their boot rather than addressing it. Let us know. Let your team leader know. We have first aid kits. We can help you take care of those things. Any questions on safety? All right, cool. So safety is high priority for us. Our top priority is ministry. Uh, the people are more important than the work, and I cannot reiterate that enough. These people uh, that are here, most of them obviously probably weathered the storm. They are very traumatized by the event, those that I've come in contact with. Most people have family members or friends that they have not heard from yet. There's a lot of little islands around here uh, that have no access whatsoever still and people that they know on those islands that may or may not uh, have made it after the storm. So please be ultra sensitive as you're going onto these properties and speaking with these homeowners. If you're working and you see neighbors standing around watching what we're doing, it's okay to take a moment to stop what you're doing and go say, how are you holding up? Can I pray for you? And Jason, just like Chandler, told me that ministry is what the homeowners really need most. They're still in shock. I describe it that way, too, as, you know, a lot of the families, they're still in a state of shock to where it's hard to make decisions. Like, what do I do next? So devastating. Lose everything. But yeah, Samaritan's Purse is coming to help me. I didn't have any help before that, but I know God is good. He's so good. And it's just so devastating. You don't even know what to do or think. Or, But I got smeared its purse. You guys came in like an army, like God does things. That brought so much comfort to me. Did you stay during the storm? No. No. Good. No, but my neighbors across the street, they did. And they had to go up in their roofs. And if the water rose any higher, they were going to... They would, they would have been trapped. So I wanted to stay, but I asked God for wisdom. He said, go. So I backed up my dogs and myself and threw whatever I could in there because it was getting late and that storm just kept changing direction, getting closer and closer to me. So I said, no, I got to go. Well, and you know, I hope that the same God who told you to evacuate and get safe and and kept you safe is the god that sent us here oh absolutely i know that 
That was Sandra. Her house in Fort Myers was filled with three to four feet of water. And you could just hear the heartache in her voice. But her faith was strong. I talked to Jason about the importance of the ministry side. The people come first. I mean, yes, there's work to do, but see the people, you know, look and see their needs. And if they need prayer or they need to stop and talk, that is the priority right now. Yes. And our volunteers that are coming, they are passionate about that. So they, mm-hmm. they're very sensitive to that. They know that this is a mission to, to do, to love their neighbor like the Good Samaritan did. And uh, they're coming in to love on them, to do the work, but also pray with them and, uh, and be there for the people. That, are, that is always the number one thing. Even in the midst of her heartache, she told us that being there was the first step in helping her rebuild. This is a time for new beginnings, to clear out all of our past, and to begin again under his guidance and his direction and his love, most importantly. That's what I'm going to use this for. I'm going to try to keep his joy because our strength is in his joy. It's a little hard to find right now, but it's there. I think I would be in a worse mess if God wasn't here right now with us. And the fact that you guys are all believers is better than anything better than anything. And we hear that so often, how our volunteers are such an encouragement to these homeowners who have been through so much. Uh, You truly can't overestimate what it means to be a ministry of presence and a witness. The work is done with excellence, and we serve our homeowners with joy. I also want to encourage uh, homeowners to reach out. If you know someone in the area, send them to our website or this podcast. I know it's hard to ask for help or even know where to turn in such a time of chaos. But Samaritan's Purse is here and willing to help. We're hearing so many stories of people who couldn't afford flood insurance, and now they can't rebuild their soaked homes. If you've suffered from Hurricane Ian and you need help repairing your home, please call this local number, 239-944-0119. Our disaster assistance response teams are available to talk through your needs. We've already had over 1,000 families request assistance so far. Whether your roof needs tarping or you simply need prayer, we want to show you the love of Jesus right now in the midst of your suffering. So again, I encourage you to reach out, and we'll put the phone number in the show notes as well. One of our homeowners, John, had this to say about his experience. Uh, They removed all of the drywall, damaged drywall in the master bedroom and uh, master bathroom that's been damaged. It's soaked. Just soaked, coming coming down the walls, we're coming down the ceilings, coming down. They've retarped that side of the, the villa also, and they've cleaned the entire yard. Uh, were you expecting that? No, I was not. <laughs> I wasn't expecting a lot of things. <laughs> it's been an eye opener. Well, hopefully, you you look out and you see. Um, and you approve of everything that's been done oh, and feel absolutely. like it's been done to your standards. Yeah. Above my standards. <laughs> Wonderful. People are just, just amazing. And they come from all over with a the, with the common goal, you know, to help others. Can't thank them enough. Not only do we get to serve them, but at the end of our time, we get to hand them a Bible that all of our volunteers sign. So, Derek, yes. what are you doing right now? Signing a Bible to um, bless this family who lost a lot. Uh, Their roof had damage and they they lost their master bedroom of their house is totally 
gone. And so we want to just really bless them and, and help them uh, see how much God loves them and that his word will uh, sustain them through whatever they're going through and, and that Jesus is the answer for their, for their lives. And um, we're just glad we can help in some tangible way by serving today. But we know that God's word is um, so powerful and it will impact them forever. So uh, we hope that they are able to um, read and study and get plugged into a local church to understand it better. And and uh, hope this is a good blessing to them. Mm -hmm. Is there a particular scripture you have in your mind or something as you're yeah. thinking about God's word in relation to this situation? Definitely. Psalm 46 is the one I've been meditating on lately. It talks about how God is our refuge and strength in times that are difficult. Um, and it even talks about water raging and, and mountains falling into the seas and things like that in the verse or in the in the passage. And it's so applicable for what we're all going through right now. And I think it'll really bless them. So I'll probably put that um, passage in there for them and to, to check out. But um, yeah, God is our refuge and he will get us through this. We cling to him in these times. and. You know, we don't blame him for our problems. We we um, cling to him in our tough times. Um, he doesn't want these things to happen to us. He wants to bless us. And so uh, he'll get us through it. It's always special when we get to hand the Bible to the homeowner. Any time Samaritan's Purse comes out to serve a family that's been affected by a disaster, we need to leave you with a gift that they made exclusively for you folks. We can't buy this anywhere. It's only for people that have had a disaster. Samaritan's Purse logo is on the front, but this is a very special Bible. This is a New King James Version, but it's one that you can study God's Word in. Everything in between here is the most important part. This is God's love letter to us, and just how much He cares for you and loves you and has a plan for your life. And we trust that you know what that plan is that He has, and Jesus is your Savior. Um, that's what this is all about. Do us a favor though, and don't leave it in the box. It's a wonderful nice box, <laughs> but it also makes a great fire starter. So you don't want to leave it in the box. Okay. All right, read it, use it, and and yeah, it's 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 meant to be read. Now this Bible, as I said, is only given to the homeowners. And one of the things that make that makes this Bible unique from any other Bible that anybody ever gets is that the team that was here to serve you today took some time to write some notes in it. Jot it down, maybe uh, a verse of scripture or where they're from. Yeah. When you pick up this Bible, if you don't mind, when you open this up, just pray for some of these folks. Absolutely. Because uh, a lot of these, a lot of this gang here is from this area, so they're going to be coming back and serving your neighbors and other people in the community. I love hearing that interaction between our volunteers and the homeowners. And I know that you're probably wondering how you can pray moving forward. Jason shared a few ways to pray. We have just been spending a ton of time in prayer uh, as a team. You know, I always go um, to Psalm 27. At the end of the chapter, it says David is, is talking about a tough time that he's, he's going through. He's asking the Lord to remember him, that he wants to be in his presence. And it's, he says this, he says, I would have despaired if I had not seen the goodness of the Lord. And he says, take courage. And uh, it's one of my favorite uh, Bible verses. It's one that I cling to. Um, you know, there is a sense where you could have desperation, but you know what? The Lord is good. He loves us. He still has a plan. And um, he's using us here right now with Samaritan's Purse uh, to help as many people as we can as well. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, Jason. Thank you for sharing uh, what you're seeing. And I'm so thankful for our teams that are yeah, giving that hope.
I hope this episode gave you an overview of our first few days of response in Florida and ways to pray moving forward. Again, this is going to be such a long process of healing and restoration. We'll continue to keep you updated on our website at SamaritansPurse.org. And as I mentioned, we currently have teams in Fort Myers and Englewood, and we will expand as needed. Please continue to pray for the families that are recovering and our staff on the ground. And again, if you, if you think you'd like to volunteer, I encourage you to go to our website, spvolunteer.org. You can find more information. We need your help. Thank you again for listening, and God bless you.